Welcome to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie. And I'm Stella. And I got Celia in here, too. And we got John Block on the Zoom link. What fun. Hello. <laughs> and I got Tamara on the phone. <laughs> we got all kinds of people on here today. Hey, Tamara, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Um, the Founding Fathers... They, <laughs> um, hopefully I'm not too crass. Um, they, <laughs> they had more brains and more guts. I'll put it that way. They would have never even got close to the point we're at right now. People say the biggest thing they say, well, we're, outgunned and outmanned. Well, if you've ever been in a horse stampede, which I have, it was my own fault. I mean, you were in a horse like stampede? Eight. Yeah, I was only like eight. <laughs> and I was trying to help, and I hooked my little one of my fingers into the bottom ring on the halter of one of the horses that hadn't gotten out yet. Right. And there was... About 12 altogether. And the other, uh, the rest of them all got out. And um, uh, because the guys, no, wait, there might have been one or two that didn't because the guys jumped on them bareback and they were getting the rest. Okay, well, anyway. Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. There was at least eight or so. And I was trying to move the horse, but, you know, I was eight and I was stupid and I stuck my finger in a ring of a halter. So guess what happened when the other horses came up? That horse, of course, wanted to run with them. And also the horse wasn't dumb enough to want to get ran over by the other horses either, like the kid. Uh-huh. So anyway, I got drug face up so I could see all the hooves pounding and running. I didn't get hurt at all. That's a miracle. That but, sounds like a terrible experience. Anyway, yeah. I got drugged for probably not real long. My finger finally came out. Luckily, because my finger could have been ripped off. Well, yeah, it could have. Or I could have been killed. Right. But it, it finally just came out. So God was like, well, we have to save this dumb, uh, some dumb kid again. So, um, I, so before you got so sidetracked anyway, on the horse stampede, where were we going with this? <laughs> people, well, they say, you know, the biggest thing that they say, well, we're outmanned and outgunned. Well, we have always been outmanned and outgunned. Way back with the founding fathers and all that, they had no guns. They had pitchforks, 
and shovels and hatchets and stampede and they were outnumbered in numbers by at least 10 to 1. Uh-huh. They had stampedes of horses with riders with guns in their hands coming at them. So we've always been outmanned and outgunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, point. you know, the thing is, is that we outnumber them by a lot. And if, and if you think about the, and this, I think this scares them, that there was like at least 81 million people that voted for Trump in the last election. I have a feeling it was much higher than that. I think they switched some of the votes over to, over to Sleepy Creepy Joe. Um, but let's say that the 81 million is correct. And a large number of those 81 million people have firearms. We have, we have the biggest army in the world. The, the Patriots do. Yeah, but also... And, and they know this. They are smarter because when we went there peacefully, J6, there was close to a million people there. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe a million. This comes from J6ers that were there, ones that we know personally and ones that, you know, in the position of Coy and the J6ers in jail. (laughs) But, okay, so we know just regular people. You notice they didn't do any, well, they did things to some of them, but basically they waited till all the people went home and then they went after them separately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, divide and conquer, right? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do it when there was all those people there peacefully just talking. Well, maybe they were talking loud. They were singing national anthem and stuff. Mm -hmm. But basically just talking. Yeah. By the way, uh, Mike on Facebook, he was asking, isn't there a Second Amendment rally February 3rd? We talked about that earlier. I think maybe you weren't listening at at the time you weren't on. But, yeah, we have a, a Second Amendment rally going on at the Santa Fe Capitol on Saturday, February 3rd at 10 a.m. So we need as many people as possible to show up for this. And uh, what we got the, we got the NRA sponsoring this, Celia. We got the NRA and the New Mexico Shooting Sports Association. And we also have that stand with our J6ers on uh, Saturday, uh, the 6th, actually, which is tomorrow, on San Mateo and Academy from 11 to 2. Mm-hmm. So just want to, uh, she had asked me to mention that. So that's the second mention tomorrow. I'm doing yeah. my job. Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else, uh, anything else, Tamara? I'm looking at the 3rd of February. Uh, I can't go. I have um, a job starting up. Bummer. Shucks. Well, you got anything else? Okay. No, not really. It's just, you know, founding fathers wouldn't have let it get this far. No, they wouldn't have. Because 
they didn't care about their, the meaning of outmanned and outgunned. Did not, they did not understand that meaning. Oh, you know, you're right. I, I've talked about that numerous times, how a lot of people nowadays, they are a slave to their stuff. They're a slave to well, things, yeah, and, and they're, they're willing like, to sacrifice well, have, their freedom to keep things. And they don't realize that they'll lose all of that stuff if, if all of this continues going in the way it's going. All their things will be gone, too. But also they're scared of the planes and the tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tamara, I'll talk to you next time. Okay. And See they ya. should not be scared of those. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> See ya. Love you, Tamara. God will help us. Okay, <laughs> all righty. Bye. 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 You know, the, uh, the one thing, hold on a second, I'm going to... Uh, Put that back on the screen. If you guys want to call in, the number's on the screen. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, John, that they seem to not understand, and I, I'm always trying to drive this point home all the time, is that, and there was controversy within the, you know, within the ranks of the Founding Fathers, mostly by uh, um, George Mason. George Mason said, I'm not going to sign that Constitution unless you put in a Bill of Rights. And actually, he authored the Bill of Rights, and it, and it mirrored closely the Bill of Rights he wrote uh, for his own state. But the thing is, is the Bill of Rights is not, it's, it's kind of, a lot of people don't understand, it does not give you rights. The Bill of Rights is not the rights that we have. The Bill of Rights is simply listing off some of the most important rights that uh, just to protect you against the government infringing upon those rights. The Second Amendment is not a right given by government. And, and I, of, I often, that's part of my tagline I use for this show, freedom and liberty are rights, not privileges. They're trying, these, these lefty Democrats are trying to give people the idea, and a lot of people actually do believe this, that the Second Amendment gives you the right to keep and bear arms, and they don't understand that a right is not given by the government. Yeah. Right? It's given by God. It's given by God. It's and given by God. The government cannot infringe upon what God said. And so that that is something that we have taken out of government, right? In New Mexico, a lot of the members of the legislature on the far-left progressive side, they don't believe in God. And if they do, they claim he he's a woman and he believes in transgenderism <laughs> yeah. and uh, and flies a a rainbow flag over his cloud. You know that's what they believe. Honestly, yeah, yeah. They don't believe in God. They believe in the wrong kind of God because they they make lies about who our God is. So we're in this this weird little microcosm of the entire country where we have good versus evil. And we're fighting the evil with our good. And there are actually a couple Democrats on the other side who, who agree with us and say, okay, this is crazy. The other side is nuts. And these people are totally insane. But then when it comes to voting time, what do they do? They vote alongside party lines. Because they know if they want to continue to stay in power, the only way that they can stay there and keep their seat is to kiss the feet of the radical left. And so that's what they do. And we're in a weird situation where like we were talking about, where is the gumption? 
where is the the fortitude of our Republicans? And I believe we've gotten to such a point where our Republicans, yeah, they're in, they're members of, of the House and Senate, but a lot of Republicans, it's easier just to say, well, the Democrats are in power and, uh, oh, well, we tried, right? Yeah. Pretty much the, the boilerplate Republican response. Well, the Democrats are in power. What else can we do? Well, we can fight them. That's what we can do. We can fight them and make their life a living hell. And that's what we should be doing. And that's what I tried to do last session. That's what I will continue to do in the next session. Because we can't let these people get away with literally murder. Hmm. I mean, they're passing bills to kill babies up to the date of birth. They're trying to pass bills to take away your right to a, to a gun that has a, 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 any, any kind of 10 rounds or more. They want to ban it. So we are literally fighting evil right now. And I think people need to really worry about who their member are, who, who their members are. Is your representative and senator actually fighting? Or are they sitting around and then after the session, after we get our butts kicked, crying about it? You know, that's what I am so pissed off with. Republicans, they love to complain. They love to cry. They love to, to moan and, and, and be word all day long. But they won't do anything to actually fix the problem except for a couple members who truly care and are true act activists on the on the the points of right and wrong. Thank you, you know? John. So I appreciate I you it. saying that. I get Republican frustration. Yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that because I've been saying that for a long time. I've lost all faith in them. I said they have no cojones. They don't stand up for themselves. They allow themselves to be slapped around by the Democrats and don't even defend themselves. They give the other cheek. God, like that's going to help us yeah. a lot, you know. <laughs> but but that, that and also like in Congress, it's uh, easier to raise money when you're not in power, uh, right? Uh, so when they're not in power and they're not governing, it's easier to raise money because, oh, let's get back in power and do something. Uh, but when they get there, what do they do? Nothing. They fight and they ruin the opportunity and then the Democrats can pounce and get the majority back. Uh -huh. That's the problem. But part of the problem, too, is the people because we have people that complain just like the Republicans and Democrats that are in the legislative session complain, but if the people aren't complaining and making their voices be heard to these crazy leftists or progressives, then they're not going to change. And, and they may not change. They may still drive, go straight forward and, you know, hundred miles an hour, but it's also we, the people, we have to, we have to voice our opinions. So, I mean, I don't want to always place it on you guys up at the legislative session. Cause I know what you're up against. It has to be back yeah. to the people as well. But thank you yeah, for what people, you guys are doing. They need to vote. You yes. know, I'm sick and damn tired of this, of hearing all this crap about people crying and saying, oh, well, the elections are all stolen and there's no point in voting. Yes, they're stolen. Elections are stolen every year. <laughs> but if you don't go vote, they win outright. They don't need the fraud to win. So get off your butt mm -hmm. and vote and stop crying and stop wailing and stop moaning and go to the polls and vote and tell your family to vote and tell your cousins to vote and tell your aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors, anyone you find on the street, go vote and go vote conservative. Because if you want to change, that's how you get it. You don't get it by crying on Facebook. You do not get it by crying on Twitter or anywhere else. You get it by taking action and fighting for your rights. And the way you do that is at the Capitol and at the polls, period. And, and with respect to the vote, it's, it's more than even just vote. It's getting involved. I mean, I, as a ward chair, I really would like to get my precincts and neighborhoods really involved with this process because you can go vote, but if you have dirty voter rolls, that's, that's half the issue. 
and I'm trying to look at the voter rolls from from a district level, and I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm looking within my own neighborhood, and I'm identifying, yeah, you know what, there's people that are on the voter rolls at this house that haven't lived there in how many years, and could those be utilized? I don't know, but if we can get the individuals within a neighborhood to be involved with that process, then when we can actually say, yes, your vote will matter. But right now we have such inflated voter rolls that we don't know for sure what's occurring. So it's not only get informed and be involved with voting, but it's get involved in the process. So I'm seeking people in my district to help look at the voter rolls, neighborhood by neighborhood, precinct by precinct. And that'll make the difference when we vote. And you know, what Celia's talking about, it's like I, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're talking about Celia is our ward chair, Ward 22, which is the one that I'm in, is it's important for you to get involved in a local level. Um, like the ward level is like, that's like the lowest, lowest level of politics, right? That's the precinct would technically be below it, but yeah, okay. ward is the most official. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like your fairly local community. It's, it's a fairly small area and the political districts are, are broken up into wards. And so that is where you can get involved at the very base level of what's going on with politics and going on in your community. And that's where it all starts. I mean, John is really important with what he does because he, he is, he is the voice that, that uh, represents what we're talking about on the local levels. And I love that he doesn't back down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you have to get involved on the local level. Like for instance, you know, John got involved in, in taking on this, uh, position which often is thankless and and difficult and he goes through a lot dealing with these crazy lefties uh, that have no regard whatsoever for the constitution or the law or anything like that and he's doing this for you guys don't even get paid do you john no we get per diem for like hotels and for expenses uh, that's about it yeah yeah and so people you know yeah people realize first of all I don't believe our government should get paid with the way it's acting the, these days. So, mm-hmm. I know, think, yeah, public servant is a public servant, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not. You shouldn't be in this to make money. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be for a paycheck. It should be for your constituents. But like we were saying, yes, it's about the constituents always, and we need to get involved. However, it is that you can get involved, even if it's making a phone call. You can do that. Anyone can do that. You don't have to leave your house. You can still be in in your. Uh, in your pajamas if you want to, right? Yeah. yeah. How about democracy or whatever? Make make your republic better in your pajamas. You know, go, go make five calls to friends. You know, it's not that hard, guys. It's really not that hard. You know, and you mentioned these godless lefties. Uh, it's like, I tell a funny little story. It's something my mom does. She gets all of this political mail, you know, letters from political campaigns and and parties and stuff like that in her mail and she does contribute to them sometimes she'll she'll contribute to ones that she really believes in but she is uh, my mom is a very devout christian and she always has a good supply of these things that are called tracks that she gets from her church basically they're like a like a one sheet thing that's it talks about uh, talks about god and it gives some bible verses and and things like that things that things that uh, that messages that Christians put out there to try to witness to other people. So she'll get these, all of these letters in these 
you know, return postage paid envelopes. <laughs> and so even if she's not going to send them anything, she'll put a track in the envelope and mail it back to them. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> she, you know, she even, even the ones that she donates to, she sends. The, but, but you never know, you never know who you're going to impact during your day. And it's like that with anything. It's like, any chance you have a chance to witness to someone or to make a difference or say, hey, have you registered to vote or anything like that? You should do it because you never know when you might have an effect on just that one person from here from time to time. That's supposed to be planting your seeds at all time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really important. Yes. You know, I, there was something that, uh, that I've talked about before and it, it recently it, it kind of brought this to mind and it's something that I think all of you need to think about when it comes to uh, God opening doors and closing doors. And often, you know, I, I do, I've been doing, uh, I've been on radio now for three years and it was it was just really a weird fluke that I ended up being on the radio to start with and then I discovered, hey, this is something I'm pretty good at and I like doing it and I'm not making any money at it. Um, it'd be nice if I was making some money at it because then I could focus more time on it uh, rather than having to generate my income from my other kind of work. And who knows, that could happen one of these days. But I, I do it because I am doing my part, kind of like we all have to go in, we have to do our part at a very local level or whatever. I found that my part that I do really well is I am good at using my voice and I'm good at talking to people and I'm good at explaining things to people and hopefully when I explain things to everybody they they have a better understanding of them I explain them in a way that it's easier to understand but when you have doors that are you know you might be doing something and it sometimes it feels hopeless you're you're doing something and you feel like you know I'm just getting I'm getting defeated when I'm doing this and I feel like there's no hope but Sometimes that's a message saying, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. It's like you need to do something else. Stop stop trying to make this thing work that isn't working because God is trying to give you a message that, oh, no, I'm, I'm trying to get you to stop doing this thing. I'm trying to close this door for you because this is not what I want you to do. And, and if you will accept that and say, okay, God, show me what you want me to do. Show me, you know, show me what you want me to do. Let that door close if that's what that door is supposed to do. And then you will, you might find, to your surprise, that another door is like, wow, I'm supposed to be doing this. This is way better than the other thing I was doing. Just saying. That's happened to me a lot over the past couple, three years. And and it, it requires some faith. You know, just like my, my non-compliance uh, from day one, my non-compliance. And somehow I've been taken care of. Somehow money ends up in my bank account. <laughs> I end up getting jobs to do. People want me to do things. They want me to pay th- pay me to do things. And, and doors open up and it's like, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, wow, that was better than the thing I was supposed to be doing that I thought I was going to do before. It's right? Ha- it's habit of faith and trusting in that faith. Yeah. I, I've definitely been through that when I left my, corp- the, my corporate job and decided to be an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, gosh, I mean, I'm making really good money. Do I do this? And I prayed, I don't know how many days, driving five hours to my territory and uh, finally heard what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. And it was better. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Have you had that sort of hap- thing happen to you, John? Oh, yeah. All the time. 
You yeah. Know, sometimes you're like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And God tells you, no. It's no, just, that's not going to happen. It's not in the cards, you know? <laughs> I know. Move on, bro, you know? <laughs> and so you do. And, and you realize that there's something way better in the future. And it takes faith, like we're saying. And so everyone who's listening to this should have faith that things will work out. It may be hard, maybe really hard. You know, so our forefathers literally fought two world wars and Vietnam and Korea. So, you know, if they can do it, we can do it. And it takes strength. It takes resilience. And it just takes a lot of prayer. And so keep the faith, guys. We can save our state and we can save our nation. But it takes prayer. It takes faithfulness. And most of all, it takes action. Yeah, it does. Whatever you can do. And, you know, just like we were saying, even if, even if you all you can do is you're, you're homebound, you can't do anything else, but you got a phone and you can make phone calls. And like, for instance, if you want to get involved in like a ward, like our Ward 22, if you're in our area or another ward or whatever, um, you can ask them, what can I do to help? Even if you can't come to the ward meetings. You can, you can communicate with the word via email or phone on the phone. Say, hey, what can I do to help? You know, do I need to make phone calls? Do I need to mail letters? Uh, what can I do? Every little bit helps. And if we were all doing a little bit, we could do a lot. And I think it really could really spur community more than we have now. Because if you can have somebody go knock on a door or make a phone call to your neighbor and just have that conversation... Um, we'll probably have a lot fewer of this, oh, well, you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, because you, you'll get to know your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that contact with neighbors is yes. so important, right? Like when I go door knock around my neighborhood, I say, hey, I'm John, I'm your neighbor, I'm running for state rep. You know, it's much different than someone saying, hi, I'm, I'm a paid campaign volunteer from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, that's a great slap in the face and a close of the door. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, if you're local, like in the ward level, that is so hugely important for us as conservatives, Christians, and patriots alike to get the word out. You know, you want to, let's, let's invite people to our church. Okay, let's go door knocking. Let's get people to the polls. Let's go door knocking and talking to our neighbors instead of just this, it's such a, a fake kind of thing that politics has become, right? And I think that's something we can change and make more community, like you said. So let's do it. Yeah, let's get the politics out of policy. Let's make it really people deciding policy versus politics. Because nobody wants to be involved in politics. Politics is almost a four-letter word Yes, already, you know, scary. Yeah. We need to change the, the tempo, <laughs> the whole nuance of it. Mm-hmm. So let's see, what are we going to talk about in the final segment coming up? I got a lot of stuff here. John, is there anything else about the upcoming legislation, legislative session that you want to make people aware of that we would talk about in the final segment? Mostly you kind of covered it. Okay. But I would note that we want to push that impeachment really hard. Okay. So we need people to be calling and, and talking to their Democrat members and telling them we want you to impeach the governor because she broke the Constitution. And I think that's something we really need to keep honing in on. So once we need your help, I will reach out to the folks on my email list 
and I will ask them for help, but I will need it from across the state. And I will need you to make phone calls, to send emails, and to just bug the heck out of these Democrats until they say, okay, she's a lame duck, let's just impeach her already. You know, and and before we end the show today, uh, I would like, uh, John, for you to provide people with a way that they can contact you and volunteer to help in a way, any way they can with what you're doing. So, um... Final segment, huh? I got some fun things here we can talk about. I've got people that uh, think they're birds. They're identifying as birds. Um, Is Jack Smith being extorted? I've got an interesting article here about this. Um, Yeah, I got another thing, too. We'll see what happens. Anyway, you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. We'll be right back. Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? 
I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash Spoken Words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the final segment of Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, along with Stella Padilla. We also have Celia Cortez in the studio with us, and we have State Rep. John Block on our remote link. So, I read an interesting article the other day, and you might think upon first first reading it that it's maybe fake news or made up, because I... I I catch those things all the time. I, I, I read things from people that supposedly are conservatives out there, and they turn out they're 
spreading misinformation, stuff that's just easily found to be false. But I read this article in which they were talking about Jack Smith, you know, the guy that's going after Trump on all these nonsense charges. And the question is, is he being extorted? Now, first thing I do when I read an article like this is like I will I will check into the author of the article and say, okay, does this, this person have any credibility? Is this just stuff just made up or or whatever? And the the person that wrote this article is highly credentialed and appears to be very um, legitimate. And it's talking about Jack Smith says here that he was sending henchmen to Eastern European Europe to convey the following message to various parties, both innocent and perhaps not innocent. We know that during the Yugoslavian civil war, you murdered some people. Jack Smith is going to indict you unless you put said amount of dollars in a suitcase for me to carry back to Jack. So your problems go away. I would believe that. (coughs) Yeah. I I mean, I think this guy is, Mm -hmm. is scum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says here uh, X dollars from four, uh, so it could be anywhere from four hundred thousand dollars to nine million dollars bribes to five bribes of seven million and nine million were paid through Bitcoin, not suitcases. Jack sought a one hundred million dollar bribe from a head of state who refused payment and is now in prison. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying that this stuff is true. I'm simply saying this is what this article says. It'll be in my show notes. You can look at it. And this, the author of this article has very good credentials and seems to be a, um, a what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, credible? Credible person. Yeah. Um, we learned of these allegations because of a past... Passel of European, I guess that must be uh, a number of them, of European whistleblowers who ultimately wrote superbly detailed affidavits, provided texts and financial records, etc. And they've got a 151-page report with exhibits that you can look at. And, yeah. And says, another thing here says that in April of 22... This information was with supporting documentation was provided by these whistleblowers to the DOJ in length in lengthy phone calls. One of the key whistleblowers contacted the DOJ in Washington D.C. to report it directly. Nothing happened. Then he called the U.S. Embassy in Spain, who also did nothing. But then he received a phone call from the DOJ's Alan Teeger. That main whistleblower then had a phone call with Alan Teeger, thinking it was someone to whom he could safely bring this information. Initially, he thought Teeger was with the DOJ, uh, with the Southern District of New York. And it says they hear that Alan Teeger spent the first few minutes of the call trying to get the whistleblowers to recant, and when they refused, reluctantly walked through their allegations and evidence. We know this because the 90-minute Zoom call was recorded and is dynamic to hear, and which, of course, we have. Alan Teeger then buried the matter. This is likely explained by the fact that Alan Teeger turns out not to have been with the DOJ internal affairs, nor was he in the uh, 
in the Southern District, New York. He actually was in The Hague with Jack Sith. It says Jack Sith. Is that Jack Sith or Jack? Must be Jack Smith. Must be a typo. In fact, Alan Teeger is a man who spent his career carrying Jack Smith's luggage around the DOJ, and he has since replaced Jack as the American prosecutor at the ICC. So while the whistleblowers thought they were blowing the whistle on Jack Smith, they were tricked into doing so to Jack Smith's own DOJ. And I can't say that word over the air. Uh, B boy. <laughs> you get the idea. We right? know what it is. <laughs> you know what that is. I don't think I could say that on the radio. <laughs> uh, it says here Attorney General Merrick Garland, which I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw him, learned about this material 18 months ago, and he or Lisa Monaco, the little finger of Garland's DOJ, summoned Jack back to Washington, D.C. to tell him something along the, the following lines. Listen, you SOB, we know that you have been blackmailing people over in Europe, and we are going to put you away for 30 years, or you are going to come home and prosecute Donald Trump. We don't care how far-fetched the legal theories are. You are going to indict him and hound him to thwart his return to office. That's exactly what he's doing, isn't it? That is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, very possible this is all happening. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, and I and I look at this Jack Smith guy, and he's 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 making up these ridiculous charges against Donald Trump, and it's like, what's his motivation to do that? Does he really? hate Donald Trump so much that he'd be willing to destroy his own reputation and do this? Or is he being coerced in some way? Saving his skin, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, John? Well, I think it's entirely possible. (laughs) You know, any theory, I just wait about six months and it's usually true, (laughs) right? Yeah. So, I mean, in in that case... I wouldn't just throw it off the table and say it's not there because I just I just Googled this guy and I looked him up and it looks like in 2018 he was appointed the new specialist prosecutor of the Kosovo Specialist Prosecutor's Office. And that's according to the European Union's Diplomatic Service of the EU. So it's an official government website yeah. that says that. So, I mean, it's there. There's a, there's a paper trail that you can easily Google right now mm-hmm. today. So... Yeah, you never know. But I do know that he clearly is doing everything possible to take Trump out of the running. And who knows who's puppeteering him? I don't know. I think we've got. I think we've got a lot of puppet uh, puppeteering going on right now. It's like like Joe Biden. Does anybody really believe he's running anything? There's no way he's running anything. And why would they so desperately try to get this guy? It basically is, is is something resembling weekend at Bernie's uh, to to be the only person on the ballot. I mean, this is the sort of thing they do in a communist country in which they prevent anybody anybody else from being on the ballot. It's like, well, you can vote for anybody that you want as long as you vote for Joe Biden. You know, they're they're not only trying to get Trump out, and and I I don't get it. I mean. We talk about conspiracies, and this like seems like a huge conspiracy, in which you have all of the you have you have Supreme Court justices, you have attorneys, you have all kinds of people all over the country that are willing to uh, misinterpret the Constitution. Which are these people really that stupid 
do they really? I mean, I, I, I just went over the 14th Amendment Clause 3 with you guys earlier. It's not hard to understand if you read it. And I, I made it even easier to understand. So how could you not understand that, no, this doesn't, this doesn't apply to the president, period, under any circumstance? And if you want it to apply to the president, you've got to get a two-thirds vote of Congress. You're not going to get that. I and mean, if you look at Joe Biden, you think they'd have picked somebody more credible, someone that would you could believe, someone that could speak and not trip over his own words or be on the floor all the time, someone more, I don't know, credible. He's, he's none of those. Well, and, and the left is always talking about the seriousness, seriousness of the charge all the time. I mean, we've joked about that for years, mm-hmm. in which that's all that matters to them is the seriousness of the charge. Well, there are some serious charges against Joe Biden right now, and there is evidence to back them up. But yet, all the Democrats in Congress, they're all walking in lockstep, and they're all saying, oh, there is no evidence, you know. These are not the droids you're looking for. This, this evidence does not exist, even though we've got it right here. Uh, we just deny it exists. That's what they do. They deny it exists. Oh, that's been debunked. Debunked by who? How? How has that been debunked? And how are you saying this is evidence doesn't exist when, in fact, here it is right here? I, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, this, this collective motivation these people have. I think some blackmail. Um, some are just feared for their families' lives. When you talk about the judges, I can't imagine that every single judge is TDS. Yeah, it's got to be they're being blackmailed to do what they're doing. Why would you put your your whole career on the line? Yeah, could be. I you know, like this thing with the with Jeffrey Epstein, in which this client list is coming out and I'm sure it's going to incriminate a lot of people that are high level people it's going to incriminate them and I think what you do you control people by blackmailing them and it just kind of makes you wonder if you know like Jack Smith I mean I don't understand why a guy that's got a good job I I would think that that's a good job you know, uh, the job he has and why he would jeopardize that reputation, why he wouldn't want to do a good job and, and actually work on the side of promoting justice. But instead he's doing this all while his state is falling apart with crimes, with real criminals he could be focusing on. Instead, he's diverted all of his attention away from real criminals, and he's focusing on this this lawfare on Donald Trump. Hmm. Any theories there, John, on that? On this motivation these people have? Well, I think I, right now that's their top priority, right? Yeah. Who cares about the, the people setting fire to neighborhoods, murdering people, raping, killing, pillaging? They don't care. Clearly. I mean, the Democrats, the far left Democrats, they've clearly made that priority of theirs to open the prisons, let people run out of them and then cause havoc while our judiciary is doing what? It's attacking President Trump for something he did not do to take him out of the ballot because the only way that they get their utopia of open prisons and open borders (laughs) is by ensuring that Joe Biden gets his four years more in the White House, which clearly... I don't think he'll survive 
because he's just so frail and so mentally not there. But what they want is power, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get it. And if that means blackmailing a judge, I'm sure it's happened before. It'll happen again. So there you go. Yeah. And the evil does is not going to give up easy. Well, it's never going to give up. Yeah. This this fight, you know, as exhausting as this sounds, this fight is never going to end. Well, it will end eventually. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all know how it's going to end. Yeah. We know who wins in the end. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, so, I think there's probably a lot of blackmail going on. I think there were, I think there is a lot of uh, deals going on with this illegal immigration. I think that if the money trail was ever traced, that there would be money going between cartels and politicians. Oh, yes, that's absolutely the case. So I'll have to share some information with you. You got something you want to talk about now on that? Uh, I don't remember all the specifics, but I'll share it with you. But um, ultimately, yes, it's all money laundering. The organizations that are being paid to either bus or fly these immigrants throughout the country are already prepared to basically go reverse because they know this is going to happen and get paid again to send everybody back out of the country. So it's all mon- money laundering. And it, 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 there's a lot of human trafficking and sex trafficking happening right now. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. Well, you know, Trump came out and he made that statement that uh, it's going to be the largest mass deportation in history. Um, you gotta, Yeah, you kind of got to wonder how are they going to play that to their advantage you know, you you would think people that are coming here are going to look at that and say, you know, somebody made this argument I was listening to on the radio this morning in which they were talking about how, why would people give up everything they have, travel all the way across the world to come to the United States to maybe get a minimum wage job? Why would somebody do that? Because they're getting paid by the NGOs. They're getting paid in other ways. Yeah. They're not just going to be getting minimum wage jobs. They've got other stuff coming. Well, they don't have to work at all. A lot of the immigrants don't have yep. to work at all. They're just getting supported by us. $2,000 a month. Yeah. A lot of them. Nice. Housing, yeah. phone, mm-hmm. internet, food stamps, everything. We're not even giving that to some of our own people. Well, I mean, they're literally throwing veterans yeah. and homeless Americans out of places so that they can pack in more illegal immigrants enough they, the the illegal illegal immigrants that they've encountered okay that's the that's the the key word you have to watch these people speak lawyers speak all the time when they say eight million encounters they're not talking about how many of that eight million got sent back and they're also not talking about how many got in that they didn't encounter and i would not be a bit surprised if there are if there is a number close to that number that they did not encounter that just simply slipped right on through. Well, they're flying them in, flying them into the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. how do they count those? They're not. You're right. They're not encountered. No. They don't consider that. But they're flying them in as as we speak. You know, they're, they're all, they get to Mexico. I, I don't even think they have to go as far as Mexico. They're flying them in from wherever, straight to the counties in the, New Mex- in the United States where they want them to set up. And all this is dereliction of the duty of all of our elected representatives which is this ultimately treason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if Trump does get back in there 
he will probably pr- try and prosecute them for treason, and that is one of the main reasons they do not want Trump back in there. I think they should be. I, I think they should be, absolutely. Yeah, I think they should All be the prosecuted for treason. Fentanyl deaths, the crime. I mean, they're not looking at The sex at trafficking. Yeah. And, and not defending the, the United States and, and not defending our border, which is like their, one of their main purposes. You know, they're going after uh, Abbott in Texas because he's passed his own law there where if you are an illegal alien, we, caught, we catch you crossing into Texas, we're going to catch you, we're going to prosecute you, and then we're going to deport you. And yet, Joe Biden is going after... Yeah. Abbott. Our own government suing its own people. Jeez. Over immigrants. I, I don't even understand the world we're living in or right over now. Over illegals, not immigrants. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe we're living in this world, but we are. We have to face reality at some point. So don't give up your guns. <laughs> face reality. <laughs> well, and, and try and have conversations with people about <clears throat> really what's happening. Because if if you get your news from certain sources and that's the only place you get your information you don't view this as an issue mm-hmm. and uh, it is and um i think we're going to be in for a very rude awakening in 2024 as things continue if they're unable to um put trump in jail if he's going to continue down this um being popular and being the uh, candidate of choice they will do i, th- I think they will get more dangerous mm-hmm. And they being, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Whoever they are, we the, don't know. Yeah, the bad guys, the deep state. <sighs> I, I mean, I ran into a guy, a gentleman, who is not by any means a strong Republican. But he told me, you know, before Trump ever came around, I never thought, I always thought the deep state was just, you know, something that was said. And he says, he totally believes. You thought it was one of those conspiracy exactly. theories that maybe wasn't true. Yeah. But it... It's starting to look like it is. Yeah. Yeah. All these crazy conspiracy theories mm-hmm. that we thought uh, were probably not true, turns out they are becoming true. I think a lot of people were aware of it, even though they don't, they didn't really point it out. But when he used the term drain the swamp, everybody stood up and said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people did, they were aware of it. I think more the ones that are politically motivated. Yeah, yeah, I think they thought Swamp yeah. was more like, you know, your Lindsey Graham's, your Romney, mm-hmm. um, and of course there's on the on the, the Democrat side. Mm-hmm. But I mean, really the Swamp is is those unelected officials, the DOJ, the CIA, mm-hmm. all those areas. Even the EPA, those people that are making not laws, but making, well, I don't know what those would be called, their mandate statutes, whatever. They're not official laws. It's not like Congress put them in place. Mm-hmm. But they're they're unaccounted. They're 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 not held to account. Mm-hmm. That's a deep state, and we are deep. Yes, deep. Yes. <laughs> to anybody who doesn't believe in it, wake up, dear God. <laughs> well, when he gets in, I hope he's clears out all as much of the swamp as he can. It looks like he hit a few when he was in office, but he didn't touch it. There's too many of them. No. No, I think he made a mistake uh, first time around by not firing everyone right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really ready for that. This you, time you he'll know, be ready. You know, I wonder if that's the case or if that was all designed to show who was truly on the good side. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans that I would have thought were, you know, reasonable people. Yeah. That now I say, no, they all need to be out. And all this time has shown who you can trust. 
Are we ever going to get a speaker of the house that we can trust? I I'm, I haven't de- I haven't decided on on uh, Mike Johnson yet. What do you think about Mike Johnson, John? You know, uh, I like some of his. I like what he says. You know, yeah. he says the right things. But then he met with Zelensky in D.C., which I did not appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't trust him. I don't trust any politician, quite yeah. frankly. And you shouldn't either. Yeah. So keep him at an arm's length and let's see what happens. Well, isn't he still standing by the Ukraine war? He wants to keep financing it? I don't know if they've passed anything, but... Well, I think what I, they've I, said I is we're not... I, I think what they've said is uh, that we're not going to even consider it unless we get this border right, thing under control. Right. Uh, so. The issue I have is with his con- um, approving the continuing resolutions, which yeah. is basically just keep the money rolling. I mean, that's not what we want. No. That's what I mean. Can you get anybody we can trust? Somebody yeah. that's actually going to work for the people or for the country? Yeah. Because they're not. You guys want to finish with something kind of fun? Okay. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, really. Let's do something Yeah, fun. this is too deep. <laughs> yeah, we're getting dark here. I know we are. <laughs> it's the dark state, not okay. the deep state. <laughs> if, if you guys are, if you guys are uh, watching us on the live stream, you'll get to, to watch this as well. So, <laughs> I... I think this is hilarious. This just shows how crazy people are getting. My name is Horace, and I'm a red-tailed hawk. In our world, I do have the body of a hawk, but while fronting, I consider myself a Therian, because I am in a human body, but my identity is still a hawk. Not all animal alters will identify this way, and I am, in fact, the only animal alter in our system who does identify this way. I am doing my best to come to terms with living in a human body. When you say it's like sharing your brain with your friends, that, first of all, implies that alters are friends by default, which is just not the case, and second of all, implies that alters are really just one-dimensional, which also is just not the case. It is not like sharing a brain with a friend, it's like sharing a brain with another person. With the exception of things like fragments, for the most part, alters are not one-dimensional. Alters have different likes and dislikes, different opinions. We have disagreements with each other. Some of us really don't like each other. Alters are not brain friends. Alters are dynamic. It is not like sharing a brain with a friend. It's like sharing your brain with a whole nother person. This comment is asking whether different alters have items that belong specifically to them. In our case, the answer is yes. So, Lux has this stuffed bunny. It was a gift specifically for her. It has her name on the ear. Um, Oshin has this little purple crocheted butterfly. It was made for him specifically. King has these costume wings. Um, I and a couple others have worn them at different times, but they do belong to King. Um, Leslie. So are we confused? Uh, yeah. They say this with a straight face. I mean, they don't, I would bust out laughing. They're dead serious. If I had to say that, I'd be laughing. (laughs) Yeah, they're totally serious. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she not only. As a human, (laughs) while you're secretly a hawk. (laughs) I mean, you you almost don't want to make fun of them because it, it, it's an illness. I, I mean, I can't imagine that somebody thinks this logically. Well, the thing is, is, is we're we're living in a day in which if you say you're a bird, and specifically a red-tailed hawk, you have to accept that. And it's like, okay, you're a red-tailed hawk. You know, it's, I, I'm not really quite 
sure how she determines she's a red-tailed hawk. I, I she's would like hawk. to I would like to get ask her the question. It's like, <laughs> how do you know you're a red-tailed hawk? Can you tell me? It's like not uh, a Cooper's uh, hawk. Yeah. What about a different kind of hawk? You know. <laughs> you know. I respect that. At least if you're going to be a bird, you're a, you're a bird of prey. I, I I've always said that if I come back as an animal, I want to be some kind of bird of prey or or like a uh, or a cat or something. You know, <laughs> something that's at the top of the food chain. <laughs> not the bottom. <laughs> not the bottom. I don't want to get eaten by so. I don't want to get eaten by a hawk or a cat. <laughs> the, the thing that makes me laugh the hardest is that they want to make it a law that you have to, you have to call them yes, Mr. Hawk or Mr. Kitty. Or if not, you can get sued or kicked out of the program That's right. or something. There's something horrible will happen to you if you don't bend to their madness, their mm-hmm. insanity. You know. Hey, uh, hey, John. Before we run out of time, I want to say yeah. thank you so much for coming on with us today. Yes. And I would like for you to share information you have in which people can contact you and get involved and help out in any way that they can with what you're doing. Cool. Well, thank you. And thank all of you, Celia and Stella and, of course, Becca Marie. Thank you all for, for what you do. And you can reach me at my website. It's uh, just johnblock.com. That's, uh, that'll go to my website. And then you can subscribe to my emails and get all my emails from the session, which I put out weekly during the session. So you can stay involved in what's happening. So johnblock.com, and then that'll forward to john4nm.com. So just, or you could just Google my name, just yeah. John Block, and yeah. it'll pop up. There we you go. should see what Wikipedia says about you, though. means you must be doing something terror. right. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're on, if they're not saying good things, that's good. <laughs> they're not, yeah, usually not. So definitely check me out there, and then you could check me out on X, formerly Twitter, and my handle is at RepBlock. So find me there, and then tweet at me, and... I will respond to you if you're not crazy and if you are not a liberal. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah, you, John. The liberals, which is great mm-hmm. on Twitter, on X, because you don't need to block them because I'm technically not allowed to block people, yeah. but I can mute them. So yeah. if they're saying crap about me, I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of them before. <laughs> Thank you, know? you John. Oh, well. yeah. Thanks for what you do. Celia, real quick, how can somebody contact you if they want to get involved uh, in Ward 22 or, or get, in, get involved in a local level? Ward 22 Bernalillo at Gmail. And that's basically District 22. So if you know that Stephanie Lord is your representative, uh, you're in our district. Awesome. So make sure to follow, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching us on Rumble, make sure you click on that subscribe button down there at the bottom of the chat. That's really, really important. Follow us on whatever platform you're watching us on, whether it's Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. So remember, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we're strong. It's time to stand up, open your eyes, reject division, tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda. Hell no, we won't comply. Resistance is not futile. We We are are the the resistance. resistance. Besos para ti, John. Love you. Thank you. Take care, guys.